0: Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app.
1: It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a
2: time.
1: Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help, a little bit of hope on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us on this Friday broadcast. And today we're going to talk about healing and really a continuation of the inner life from uh, yesterday. Day number two on healing, so to speak. But today we look ahead to this Sunday's gospel from Mark, where Jesus takes pity on a leper and heals him. So when The Lord touched your life and healed you, and when, like the leper in this story we're going to hear today, have you begged for pity from our Lord and He heard you and healed you? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, Father Paul Golowski. Father Paul is a conventual Franciscan, currently pastor of Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Hermosa Beach, California, that in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. Father Paul Golowski, a pleasure to have you back on the program. Welcome.
2: Thank you, Chuck. Nice to be back.
0: Yeah, looking forward to this uh, conversation about healing. I love uh, one of my favorite stories. Brings back a memory for me, which I will share uh, sometime in the story about leprosy. And uh, we'll get into that here in just a moment. As we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us as we uh, talk about healing, begging the Lord for pity. But, uh, Father Paul, get us started, and uh, we're going to ask you to share this um, Sunday Gospel with our listeners. But before we do that, just give us an overview. Tell us about the Gospel. What's going on?
2: Well, in this Gospel, it's a very visual scene. Um, A leper comes up to Jesus, kneels down, and says, If you wish to heal me, you can make me clean. And he actually uses the word clean, not so much heal. And there's a close association. But the... uh, First thing i like to point out, it's such a visual scene, um, and a great way to pray with the Gospels. Not every passage lends itself to that, but it's just to really put yourself in the place of the characters that you can see, to feel. To Try to feel what it's like to be a leper, to be ostracized from your community, your family, isolated people, find just... Uh, sometimes the looks of you or whatever's going on uh, to be offensive, and you can feel so isolated and then come to Jesus and feel reconciled and made whole again. Then another day you can put yourself in the place of Jesus and feel like who's in my life that I need to pay more attention to that I'm not really, that I'm isolating from or etc. So that's just on the side, Chuck, but I couldn't resist that. It's such a great passage to pray with.
0: Yeah, I'm going to yes, a, ask you Jesus about it.
2: touches a, a leper. Uh, oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was, I'm going to ask you about a few of those uh, images uh, because uh, you're right. They're just so rich and uh, speak to us on so many different levels. But uh, before, again, before we share the gospel with everybody, you talk about this being so visually rich. What What's the image, the visual image for you that jumps out at you the most?
2: Well, for me, Chuck, um I had the pleasure about three, four years ago of going to Vietnam, our mission, our Franciscan mission in Vietnam. And one of the ministries is still a leper colony. And, you know, being from the United States, I'd never seen a leper before. But to go in in an encampment where everyone's a leper and hearing the stories, they're mostly older now, but how they were removed from their family at young ages, their children uh, taken away from their children. Their children don't talk to them because it was such um, an embarrassment to the family. And if people knew that there was a family member who had leprosy, they would treat the whole family like lepers. So the kids would never mention their parents anymore. They would never visit their parents. And to hear those stories, and then to see the images of how grotesque some of those people really look, and it's still hard to look at them. But we went there, prayed with them, and touched them, and you found such a deep, deep spirituality. People who are blind who then, as they pray, just lifted up their eyes to heaven and uh, almost seemed like they noticed the glow of the sun or something like that. And it, it was powerful. And so that really, how many times do we reach out and force ourselves to touch somebody who doesn't, who feels repulsive, and yet in that find an encounter with Jesus? So that's that's what stands out to me.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that, too, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when uh, and I'll tell the story, we'll get uh, through the first break and and do that. But uh years ago, first documentary that our little production company produced after uh, I left uh, broadcasting was on the Amazon River. And uh, we met some people with leprosy. And it's uh I mean, those images to me, and we'll talk about that a, l- a little more in depth. Uh, they just uh, they're still etched in my mind and they're etched in my heart. And it sounds like uh, they're etched in your heart as well, Father Paul.
2: Yeah, it's powerful. You know, the passage was always powerful before that moment, that visit, but it's just taken at a new level.
0: Yeah, Father Paul Golowski is our spiritual director. Let's open up our phone lines, and then we're going to ask uh, Father Paul to share this Sunday's gospel uh, with all of you in our listening audience. But uh, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us, toll-free number 888-914-9149, uh, talking about healing. And so what's um, been uh, your experience of healing? And maybe uh, you begged the Lord uh, that he would take pity on you and heal you. We'd love to hear the story if you'd like to share it. Toll-free number 888-9149. Four nine one four nine. Our email address, relevantradio.com. So, Father Paul Golowski, can we take a moment here and ask you to uh, share this Sunday's Gospel with all of our listeners?
2: Yes. And so a Gospel according to Mark, and it's chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. A leper came to Jesus and, kneeling down, begged him and said, if you wish you can make me clean moved with pity he stretched out his hand touched him and said to him i do will it be made clean the leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean then warning him sternly he dismissed him at once and he said to him see that you tell no one anything But go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the
0: Lord. Praise to you, Lord Praise Jesus Christ. To you,
2: Lord Jesus Christ.
0: So, Father Paul, as you uh, read that right now, what is speaking to to you the most?
2: Well, there is so much going on here, but um, there's there's a whole theological lesson, and then there's the practical lesson. Jesus definitely heals, but he also um, it's about being made clean. And in the Jewish religion, you know, many of us do, and I, that that was a term of theology. And someone who was unclean ultimately couldn't go into the temple and worship, who were not fit for liturgy, so they were cut off from God. But also, the leper was isolated from his community and had to live outside the camp. And so, one of the things that's really happening is the leper does represent all of us, our humanity. And our uncleanness, due to the sin of Adam, are being cut off from God. And God comes to us in Jesus Christ and joins our humanity, and he touches us. And Jesus, who is pure, clean, pure love, it's not what the religious tradition would have believed, that an unclean person would make Jesus unclean. It's the reverse. Jesus, who's clean, makes the leper unclean. And that's really a, a explanation of what Jesus is doing to all of us. And so we're all that leper in a real powerful way. Yeah.
0: Well, and we may not suffer from leprosy, Father Paul, but when we talk about being made clean, is there a connection to the sacrament of reconciliation in this uh, gospel?
2: Entirely, very much so. You know, he says, go show yourself to the priest, Um, Jesus is recognizing the Mosaic Law and the religious practices, right? He was clean, but he said, now go show yourself to the priest. And um, so in reconciliation, Jesus forgives us from the cross, right? But there is that process where we go in reconciliation to actually receive the touch of Jesus from another one of his members of the Church, someone who's standing in the person of Christ and be reconciled with the community. And so reconciliation is not only the forgiveness of our sins, but acknowledging and being brought into full communion again with the community, much like it was done even in Jesus' time.
0: We are talking today about uh, healing and uh, being made clean. And uh, what's been your experience of healing and being made clean and maybe in the Sacrament of Reconciliation? But when have you begged the Lord uh, for forgiveness and that he would take pity on you and heal you? We'd love to hear your story. If you'd like to join us, toll-free number 888-914-9149. Our spiritual director, Father Paul Golowski. And again, if you would like to uh, join us on The Inner Life, toll-free nine one four nine our email address inner at RelevantRadio.com. stay with us we'll be right back you're listening to the inner life on relevant radio and the relevant radio app the relevant radio studio line is sponsored by catholic order of foresters information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester
1: Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Shaper answering your phone calls. Father Paul Golowski, our spiritual director. Father Paul is a conventional Franciscan, currently pastor of Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Hermosa Beach, California, that in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. This is our Friday broadcast, uh, taking a look ahead to the Sunday gospel. It's uh, the gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus taking pity on a leper, making him clean, uh, healing him. Uh, Phone lines are open if you'd like to uh, join us on the program, 888-914-9149. Your experience of healing and maybe being made clean through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, as we've been talking about. But when have you begged that the Lord would uh, take pity on you and heal you? Again, toll free if you'd like to share the story, 888-914-9149, our email address, at com. By the way, just um, real quick, if you joined us late, don't forget you can download the entire program, the podcast, uh, after we're off the air. Uh, Generally, it's up about 30, 45 minutes after we say goodbye at the top of the hour, and then you You can listen to uh, the entire program, maybe listen to it again. And um, if it's uh, made a difference in your life, if it's given you a little bit of help, a little bit of hope on your journey of faith, uh, tell someone else about it. We would appreciate that. Father Paul Golowski, our spiritual director, and um, Father Paul, I want to go back into uh, your visit to the leper colony in Vietnam with your with your uh, uh, Franciscan. But I just remember, for me, it was uh, we were producing a documentary on the Amazon River in Brazil. It was over a three hundred mile stretch of uh, of the river, and I always use the image of like uh, being on a boat from Chicago to St. Louis and back over about ten or eleven days, and we saw everything. The poverty was. Just really, really incredible. And uh, one of the people we met, I still remember her name, I've been told by one of the missionaries, one of the redemptress that she has since passed away, Elena was her name. She lived in a small little, oh, hut like a home. Uh, She was, uh, because of a uh, disability, was confined to a hammock. And, uh, but her, her hands were, had been eaten away by leprosy. So if you were to look at her hands, she had no fingers. She just had the the knuckles of her fingers. And and what I remember so vividly was Father Tony Judge, a redemptorist priest who was kind of our guide along the river, how he went and knelt next to her and grabbed her hand and held it and touched her, and prayed over her. And, um, and uh, we talk about leprosy. Hansen's disease is uh, the official name of it, but it is contagious. And I guess uh, he wasn't worried about that. He just wanted to, to be with this woman, to pray with her, and that meant for him reaching out and holding her hand. And, um, and you must have seen the same thing with your with your brothers in Vietnam.
2: Yes, Uh, and the idea of touching someone sore or someone who you know is contagious takes great courage, and I was still ignorant when I visited, and I was afraid, and they would offer me even food, and I would be hesitant, and, oh, I'm not hungry. (laughs) And so what you have is a human being whom everyone is afraid of, afraid to even touch, afraid to probably look away every time they look at you, and don't even want to accept your hospitality, because they're afraid that you will get them sick. And it's like... Almost like zombies, I don't know, the living dead, to have that skin really just die, to, it's a very ugly thing, and it make, it's revulsive. And so everything about you is revulsive to other people. It's a terrible scar um, to endure, and the greatest effect then is probably that emotional uh, isolation.
0: Well, and then talk, if you would, Father Paul, and we'll get to some phone calls here. Hang on, everyone. But the, the boldness, if that's the word, the courage of the leper to go to Jesus and be close to him and be yeah. with him. I mean, to me, there's a lesson um, for that in us in terms of being bold with the Lord. But this leper, uh, his faith, his boldness, um, I can't imagine uh, what that was like uh, for him to be able to do that or want to do that and believe that the Lord could heal him.
2: Yes, he he knew he was breaking the law because Leviticus, the first reading we have this week, explains the law that they must Um, shout out, stay far away. They must shout out, unclean, unclean. They couldn't go near people. And so he knew he was breaking the law. Number two, he knew that the most likely reaction is another person would be revulsed, would reject him once again for the thousandth time, would criticize him and accuse him of being a lawbreaker. So for him to come to Jesus, he not only trusted that Jesus could heal him, but that Jesus was compassionate and forgiving. Um, And, you know, leprosy is, in a lot of ways, a good example of sin. Our sin isolates us. It makes us ashamed. It makes us afraid how others are going to view us, especially God. And we're sometimes afraid to return to God after our sin. And that's what a leper is kind of showing. God wants to forgive us and heal us. We don't need to hide or be ashamed no matter what we've done. We can come before the Lord, and he will reach out and touch us in our deepest ugliness and heal it.
0: Yeah, one more thing on the leper, because we talk about the boldness and the courage that he had to go to Jesus, uh, and certainly Jesus was not by himself at this moment. But can you talk a little bit about the humility of the, of the man uh, with, with the leprosy, kneeling down before Jesus, knowing he could be healed?
2: And not only kneeling, um, which shows humility, but it also could be interpreted as worship or prayer. um, Also could be just honor in those days. But um, to say, not say, please heal me. If you wish, you can heal me. When we pray, um, you know, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, you know, But not my will, your will be done, Lord. In a way, that's what this leper is saying. He goes, you know, uh, you may not choose to do it, and I'm okay with that. I'm still kneeling here and praising you and acknowledging you can do it. If you wish, please do it. Um, To me, that shows the humility
0: Of uh, this leper we're talking about today, Father Paul Golowski, our spiritual director. Let's uh, take some phone calls and let's start with Michael, listening in Aztec, New Mexico. Hello, Michael. Thanks for the call and welcome to the program today.
3: Good morning to all. God bless you all. It's a beautiful day in the Four Corners. <laughs> we're well, talking l- about healing. Yeah, go ahead. And December of 2012. I started having severe pain. Uh, I've had a serious back and neck injury for dozens of years, been to many doctors. I went to see a doctor in Durango, Colorado. He diagnosed me with severe sciatica. These doctors are all Catholic doctors. They're at a hospital called Mercy Medical. What I didn't know is that I had something serious going on with my spine, I did know that I had a lot of pain and I always dealt with pain rather well. But upon this diagnosis, I realized that I needed to start praying and I needed to start praying constantly. And I started with the, the words that my mother and my grandmother gave me so many years ago, I'm 65 years old, I started praying the rosary. Without fail. Subsequently, in March of 2012, I had major neck surgery. I carry four titanium straps on my neck. But the good news is, I don't live in pain. I walk upright. I play disc golf. I can play ball golf. Uh, I played in six alumni baseball games. And these kids don't throw soft pitches to me. Uh, it's amazing the healing power of God and the mercy and the grace that he's given this sinner. I told Jim when I spoke to him that uh, yesterday we had a actual ceremony in which I was knighted, a fourth-degree knight. And that comes with eight years' worth of prayers, too. Yeah. And I'm a living, walking, talking miracle. And I'm proud to say that I'm a Catholic.
0: Well, Michael, uh, thank you for the phone and call today, and uh, and uh, Father Paul, the prayer, the rosary. I mean, my gosh, um, to be a Catholic and to have those prayers uh, at our disposable—what uh, a what a what a gift we have!
2: Um, you know, the Easter liturgy says, oh, happy fault. It's it's in this gospel passage is because the leper was sick that he came to Jesus to kneel and pray. That's what I'm hearing Michael say, you know. He wasn't perhaps praying as much, but because of his illness, he had nowhere to turn. Jesus, if you wish, you can heal me. And he just got down on his knees and started to pray, and he continued to pray. Um, pray, push, push pray until something happens. <laughs> um, and that's really this gospel relived. And it's almost an explanation why God allows things to happen like illnesses. It brings us back. It's one of the way us humans really do it. And one of the illnesses is our sins too. And, you know, happy the man or the woman who recognizes the illness of their sins and turns to God and prays more and says, make me clean.
0: Yeah. Michael, thanks for uh, the phone call. Father Paul Golowski, our spiritual director, if you're just, ta- just joining us, uh, looking ahead of the Sunday Gospel from Mark about the leper being uh, healed, being made clean, and phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. So your story of uh, healing and maybe being made clean through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888 So, Father Paul, let's uh, head back to the phones. And Michelle, listening in Lexington, Kentucky, hi and welcome. Good to have you on the program today.
4: Thank you. It's always an honor to witness to our Lord and Savior and to the Holy Spirit. Um, I dabbled in Eastern mysticism in my late uh, late 20s while living in Nashville. I opened up my Bible, a Bible that had been sitting for months gathering dust, and for the first time was in the New Testament. Words of loving forgiveness flooded me. And all of a sudden, he was there. I didn't even know who he was, but he was a palpable presence. And I was convicted of the worst sin I'd ever committed in my life, but I was not condemned. I had tears of joy, gratitude, and humility dripping off my chin. I knew that this presence was real and and that it was truth personified, and he let me know that I needed confession. This was on my heart for years before I got married and moved and it was still there. And one day I couldn't put it off any longer. I opened up the yellow pages under C for churches, C for Catholic, picked up the phone, called Christ the King in Lexington. The church secretary must have been out to lunch because the person who answered the phone said, Christ the King, Father Murphy speaking, And I said, Father Murphy, I think I'm supposed to be Catholic. (laughs) So the sacraments that so many people pull away from and they cringe is what brought me to the Catholic Church. And I am the most joyful CCD instructor, and I am so grateful that our church has the wisdom one Sunday out of the CCD year is devoted to confession. And the whole class goes down and we take turns going into the confessional and then come back upstairs to talk about our experience. Well, one of my favorite students raised his hand, and I said, yes, and he said, Mrs. Waters, I feel so clean, and I was filled with such joy that he, too, knew the power of it, the goodness of it. If you are sincerely repentant, our Lord is faithful to forgive, and um, it's something that I share with everybody. I just love Relevant Radio, by the way. I steer people to your website, uh, Glenn Story Corner. I mean, there's just so much richness here. But as I said, the, the sacrament that so many people pull away from is what made me a Catholic. And then I remind, not arguing, but with apologetics, I remind Protestants, that everyone knows what happened Christmas morning, but let's read further and see what our Lord did Christmas evening when he empowered his apostles to grant forgiveness, that he established that sacrament Easter evening. And so for me, that's end of argument. Uh, But that visit, (coughs) that personal visit that I received, me, the unworthy one, His love knows no bounds. Thank you for letting me share.
2: Thank you for sharing that too, Michelle. Uh, um, Convicted but not condemned. Uh, You know, that's truth. That's love. Let's acknowledge our sins, but it's, it's only a new beginning. It's not the end. And a new beginning of a truth, closer relationship because of that confession and that truth. And that's what your experience of Jesus was, truth personified. Those are powerful. That's a powerful yeah. testimony. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Nice to have you on, on the program. That's exactly what I wrote down here, <laughs> was convicted but not condemned. <laughs> I mean, that, that's such a, what a, what a beautiful insight, uh, what a beautiful truth that, uh, that she shared with us.
2: And the other thing, too, about her recognition of how important reconciliation is, Um, you know, in a way, baptism is when we come into that relationship, but we all were baptized so young. Reconciliation is the only way we can sacramentally really renew that baptismal relationship. Uh, Forgive me, Eucharist, we do that, too. But Eucharist is different in that we don't just confess our sins, um, typically, to another person. and leprosy is really in this gospel kind of representing, it's a sacrament really of sin. I don't know if that's a good theology, but it's an outward representation of an inward reality of our inward ugliness that we know and notice that it prevents us from being beautiful in God's eyes, it prevents us from being who we really were meant to be to other people, and it isolates us from ourselves, from others, and from God, and so leprosy becomes such a good representation of what sin does to us, and so being made clean in reconciliation is like being healed physically by the doctor.
0: Yeah. Father Paul Golowski, our spiritual director, talking about the Sunday gospel, the healing, the, the leper being made clean, and uh, your story of being made clean, maybe through reconciliation, but uh, maybe being healed as well, uh, praying to the Lord for healing, and he answered your prayer. He took pity on you. If you'd like to share the story, toll free, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, head back to the phones. Vicki, listening in Mesa, Arizona. Thank you for the call, and welcome to The Inner Life
5: thank you so much i'm so happy to be here uh to share my story i hope i don't start bawling because i have uh, a story of healing Uh, my husband this past year uh uh, during lent actually which was there are so many blessings involved in his healing uh and that was the first one of them that we were already uh, stepping up our prayer life by watching mass on tv every day during the covid virus and he was diagnosed with a very rare stage four cancer. The doctor told him he he only had a 25% chance of living, and that would be through many, many treatments of chemotherapy, and I had just started thinking about retiring, and so we're in our early 60s, and this, I mean, that diagnosis is never good at any age, but. For us, we just had a a new chapter of our lives about to open, and um, we just love each other so, so much, and it was such a difficult thing to hear. And um, many, many times we went to the church uh, or at home and got down our knees and just begged the Lord for mercy. We started a relationship with St. Peregrine, which was... uh, probably the great, greatest blessing of all. And um, there are so many things about St. Peregrine that my husband could actually relate to his age when he uh, got cancer. He actually, my husband looks like his statue that's that's at the shrine at our church, Mm. which was really something. And we, uh, you know, we begged uh, St. Peregrine, we beg the Blessed Mother, we beg the Father on our knees. And um, what I can share with people is to be specific in your prayer. Uh, don't say, in my mind anyway, I didn't want to say um, to just, uh, we hope that He can get through this or that we will accept it, which we did in our hearts. We accepted what God was going to give us under any circumstances. We love the Lord. We know he loves us, uh, but we begged for a complete and total healing. We, uh, and I, I think people need to do that for themselves um, instead, of, instead of just saying, get me through this or, um, you know, downplaying what the Lord can do. The Lord can make us whole again. And uh, he had his first scan that created the diagnosis February 28th last year. And the next scan that they did, and of course, he went on a, a difficult and rigid chemotherapy schedule, uh, very aggressive. And um, his next scan was June the 16th, and he was 99% healed of cancer. And he continued his chemotherapy. We kept our prayer life up. Uh, another thing I want to share is Uh, Don't hide with your cancer. Tell every single person you know, every acquaintance, tell people in lines at the store that you're waiting with, Uh, although we don't do that too much now with wearing our masks. But tell everyone you can to pray for him, to pray for the person that needs the prayer, uh, to reach out to the Lord and beg for perfect healings, beg for a miracle. And God likes this, I believe, because. I do believe what you were saying, Father, that sometimes these things that come in our life, these difficulties, um, they one of the greatest things we can get from them is to turn back to the Lord on our knees, and when you tell other people to pray for you, whether they're on their knees or not, whether they know better about being literally on their knees, in their minds, they are turning their faces towards God for, for another person, which is such a wonderful thing to do, and I think God smiles at all of us when we turn to Him for our help and our needs, and especially when it's for someone else. And uh, I could, you know, probably talk for over an hour about all the miracles that were involved, not just in His healing, but um, so many things. And you probably can attest to this too, Father, when when a great miracle happens, it's not just that one miracle, but you feel God's love in so many different ways, different directions, different people, Um, just even the fact that we were five minutes from the hospital that specialized in this rare cancer, we didn't have to travel to another state. This is during the times when we thought the chemotherapy was going to do the healing. There were so many great blessings involved, but the Lord came through for us, and we will never, ever, ever forget it.
2: Yeah. Thank you. That's uh, There's a lot, so much. And yes, um, the gospel passage says, don't tell, right? We'll, we could get in that later, but you're saying, do tell other people so that they can pray uh, with you, for you. And that, in a way, brings the whole community together. And so I believe that is totally correct, and that's a good insight. Um, So many people in our church, we list on the list of sick, and we've named them, and it gets long sometimes in church, but so many people have testified that they believe it was the power of the church praying for them and not just themselves that healed them.
0: Well, Vicky, thank you for the call. If I might ask you a question, uh, we hear in the gospel that uh, the leper came to Jesus, kneeling down, begged him. And you used that word a couple of times. As you think back on this journey, do you would you would use that word for us? Did you see yourself begging the Lord to heal your husband?
5: Oh yes, both of us did many many times uh, um, during mass. You know, we didn't just watch Mass sitting on our couch. We were active participants at home watching television Mass, I mean, um, where we, uh, we, we stood, we kneeled, we prayed, and um, we had holy water to bless ourselves before and after Mass. Um, we took communion spiritually, and sometimes uh, we went to church to bring communion back home to us because we would stop the. The TV mass when the the church was closed, but they were still offering communion. Or when we were worried about being even in a uh, an environment with just a few people, because he had no ana, you know antibodies at all getting his chemotherapy. And so we would we would stop mass. We would go and bring communion home, and we would take communion and then finish mass on TV. Um, we would go to the shrine and we would kneel there. We have this beautiful place outside that has a relief of um the blessed mother and jesus and um uh it seems to me like it's one of the pieta versions and you it's the relief is such that you can actually hug the blessed mother and jesus with this wall It's, it's in a wall and um we brought flowers for the blessed mother and um Uh, You know, I forgot to tell you the end of the story. His next scan after the June 16th was September 16th, which was, of course, showed his total healing. And the doctor wanted to keep the doctor was in total disbelief and wanted to keep him on chemotherapy. And my husband said, look, I don't need it. And so he stopped chemotherapy and uh, he's uh, in total health now. Uh, we hike, we run, we jog, and um, and uh, people still ask him, you know, do you feel weak? You know, how are you doing? People are in disbelief that he is totally healed from a stage four cancer. But the Lord knows, and we tell our story over and over and over again when people say that, to believe in God, to turn to God, to beg God for mercy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Vicki, uh Father Paul, what a beautiful story. Wow.
2: Yeah, and just um, just to say that the fact that she's telling other people, we are meant, you know, this gospel says don't, but after the resurrection, Jesus said do. That's why people are healed. Another thing that's important to point out is uh, healing always happens, even if we don't see it, even if it's not the healing we really expect. Um, you know, many people pray similarly, and the physical illness is not healed. But one of the things that uh, Vicky did say is that it's not only the healing, it's the love, it's the recognizing of all the miracles, right? That kind of prayer always brings about a healing, and ultimately the inner healing, the knowledge of God's love, that relationship with God, is the only thing that heals us in the end, reconciles us with God for eternity, and our yeah. bodies are always recreated in the Resurrection. So we got to keep that in mind too. I think.
0: Yeah, Vicky, great story. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Paul Golowski is our spiritual director. Looking ahead to the Sunday gospel, it's uh, the Gospel of Mark. Uh, Jesus. Uh answering the the prayer of the leper and uh when have you been healed when have you been made clean maybe through uh reconciliation but if you'd like to join us we have some time left in the program toll-free phone number 888 914 stay with us we'll be right back you're listening to the inner life on relevant radio and the relevant radio app
1: If you missed part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Thanks for joining us. Uh, good to have you with us on The Inner Life today. Father Paul Golowski, our spiritual director. Father Paul, a conventional Franciscan, currently pastor of Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Formosa Beach, California, that in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. Our Friday broadcast, taking a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus uh, making clean the leper. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Uh, but just want to mention le. Uh, Start ne- starts next week. I'm going to presume uh, most of us uh, know that, but hey, it's not too late to sign up for Rocky, Father Rocky's Lenten Lessons on the Mass. And when you sign up, you'll receive a daily email where Father will walk you through different parts of the Mass, and um, you can read or listen to a detailed explanation of certain parts of the Mass. And you'll also receive a daily bonus video to go along with each Lenten Mass. Father Rocky giving you a behind the scenes, uh, more detailed look at the different parts of the mass and the first lenten mass will be sent out on ash wednesday next wednesday february 17th so sign up now click on the banner on the relevant radio app or at relevantradio.com father paul uh, let's uh, head back to the phones and anna maria uh, listening in minneapolis uh, thank you for waiting and welcome to the inner life today
6: thanks so much it's great to be on um okay i love this gospel that when Jesus meets the leper and cures the leper. And I had a priest tell me a couple years ago that leprosy also um, is a disease that impacts the neurological system. So it literally impacts how you can feel things, too, because it kills the nerve endings and people's wounds and this kind of thing. So not only are people numb— like wounded, but they're also numb to their experience. And so this priest is telling me, when you're asking for healing with Jesus, you're also asking Jesus to teach you how to feel life again. And I I love that, and that rang true for my experience of, mine was more of an interior emotional and spiritual healing that took place. Um, about four years ago, I suffered um, a really traumatic Um, event of assault. And I, you know, went through and tried to heal myself and do everything that I thought would work and ended up not working. And I found myself um, a couple of months of just spiraling in the um, confessional and at the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And um, the priest for my penance asked me to recommit myself to God's timing and God's way in my healing process. And for me to not be the leader and not to be seeking to guide it, but to really allow Jesus's um, power in his direction and his wisdom to come and sanctify me and my life. And um, it's been a long journey. It's been, as I was saying, it's been about four years. But, man, the Lord has brought restoration to my heart. And i feel I feel pain, I feel joy, I feel happiness, I have this um, life and this life that's abundant, like the gospel says in John ten ten that he came to give life to the full um so it's just i I'm grateful that for that abandonment that I was led into and just allowing. God to lead, and He's led in ways that I could never even imagine. It was, um, yeah. So I don't know. I just felt called to call in and share that, especially for people who have been through traumatic experiences, and sometimes it's yeah. not in our control, and it's just letting God heal.
2: Wow. And, and the priest asked you during the confession, I didn't fully understand that, to recommit yourself to God's ways? Can you elaborate on what the priest asked you to do in confession that really was the key?
6: Yeah. Is he, so it was Palm Sunday, I remember, and he said to just go back to my pew before Mass and sit quietly in the presence of God and recommit myself to God's timing in my healing journey. That God's healing work was already working in my life, because I was at confession, because He had led me there through my heart and through my own desires. And then just to receive what the Lord had in store, and the reading of, I think it was Matthew's passion narrative, really spoke deeply into the suffering that I was experiencing in my life. And I, mm-hmm. I felt the agony at the garden. I felt His way of the cross in a different way, and I felt that He was accompanying me in my agony, in my way of the cross. And so it was just being led and invited into that quiet place to allow the Holy Spirit um, to really make the, the Scriptures come to life, I guess. I don't know if that gives any more context for
2: you. It does for me. That's powerful. Yeah. The gentle shepherd, the gentle physician... He slowly works with us so as not to break us. Um, and sometimes we feel God is going too slow and He wants all our problems taken away. But God's actually continuing to use them to draw us closer to Him. Oh, to open our hearts, to open our eyes, to open our, yeah, that's a, and to be able to feel again life in abundance, John 10, 10. Those are, that's a powerful
0: testimony. Yeah, Anna Marie, uh, thank you for joining us. Feel life again. I like uh, that image uh, as well. And um, Father Paul, uh, a few minutes left and I know we have a lot of people who join us as we uh, march through the hour here on The Inner Life. And as we talk, look at the, the gospel from uh, Mark uh, for this uh, Sunday and the healing of the leper and him being made clean, can you just make the point again? Because I think this is so important. We talk about um, the leprosy of our that we all have. Our sins are the are the leprosy uh, that we carry around with us.
2: Yes, um, and our sins, including original sin, but all of our sins that do what to us spiritually. What we see happens in a leper's life, and there's two or three really powerful points in this gospel. Jesus says, show yourself to the priest, do what Moses prescribed, and that will be proof for them. What Moses prescribed in Leviticus, you'll read, is that they take two birds, two clean birds, and they they sacrifice one and take the blood of the one and put it on the blood of the other, and then let the other go free. It's Jesus' blood, his passion and death that sets us free. And that's the proof for the priest. It's telling us what Jesus is doing in our lives. And then Jesus says, don't tell anyone. But he goes and tells everyone, right? So what happens? There's a trading place. The leper can now go back into the community because he's cleansed. But Jesus becomes the one who has, has to stay outside the camp. He's the one that takes the place of the leper, even though he doesn't have leprosy, so that we may go free. So this is also a very theological gospel that leprosy is really the representation of what sins do to us, and how Jesus is freeing us from our sinfulness by His life, death and res- incarnation, life, death, and resurrection.
0: And then we who are Catholics in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, that's where we can be made clean. And I think so many of us maybe don't understand it. We're afraid, whatever. But, um, gosh, uh, the gift of reconciliation is, uh, well, it's Jesus himself touching our lives.
2: Amen. Putting his hand right on us in our leprosy and saying, I do will it, be made clean. Yeah, it's a powerful sacrament, even as a priest listening and, you know, hearing what that priest said to uh, Anna Marie, as she called in. How would a human being really know to say that? You know, that's God speaking through the priest. That's the Holy Spirit, and God really does that. There's things that get said that I never know where they come from, but it's God that really speaks to us
0: yeah and in the 60 seconds we have left before we uh wrap up to somebody listening today and uh, thinking about the sacrament of reconciliation might be afraid uh, don't know what to do Uh, what would you say to that individual listening today about the sacrament
2: like the leper who was very bold to go up to jesus our, our savior loves we have to be unashamed to go to Jesus. And this sacrament is God's touch. That's what sacraments are. God's still present with us through the institutions He set up so that 2,000 years later, He's still here. He wants to heal us just like that leper, and He's not going to be reject us. He wants to make us whole again, to restore us to community, to re- worship, to relationships with God. John 10.10, 10, give us life in abundance.
0: Father Paul Golowski is our spiritual director on The Inner Life today. If you uh, joined us late, go back and listen to this program. Great, great insights uh, and uh, wonderful stories from our listeners today about this uh, Sunday's Gospel from the Gospel of Mark. Father Paul, we need to wrap things up. And as you know, we'd like to close uh, this hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners.
2: Almighty God, we beg you, and we know that if you wish, you can heal us, healing us of our physical infirmities and our isolation, our emotional difficulties, and our sin. And so, if you will make us clean, in Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Father Paul Golowski, a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us as always. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass in about 60 seconds. And don't forget 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. This is Friday. Have a great weekend. We're back on Monday. Hope to see you then.